Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. 2020 has been a heck of a year, hasn't it? It's had its ups and its downs, and I know many people are wanting to turn their back on this year and are looking forward to hopefully the bigger, brighter year that 2021. Well, we're putting a lot of expectation on it, aren't we? But I know that lots of people are struggling. I know that lots of people are blotting out this year, trying to sort of, you know, looking forward to the beginning of next year and sort of confining 2020 to the history books. Many of us are blotting out those feelings through maybe too much shopping. Maybe some people are taking pills and medications. I know many people have turned to exercise in the hope that we're sort of reducing the stress levels and embracing the feel-good hormones that exercise often offers. But do you know what? Sometimes many of these things are taken in excess, including the extra chilled glass of Sauvignon or that fizz of bubbles as the Prosecco hits the back of your nose. Perhaps it's designer gin that seems to be the panacea to all the problems. But what we have to remember is that our kids are watching how we react. Our kids are watching how we behave. And for many, it's really quite hard to understand the power and maybe the negativity that alcohol does indeed have especially hard for teenagers to understand this, especially you know, when we've got all the marketing of the fun and the excitement and the relaxation that the um, advertising lets us believe that alcohol adds that little bit of colour into our often drab, especially drab 2020. But how do we guide our kids? How do we guide them away from the pitfalls of alcohol in the fact that we also want to give them their independence, the independence that many teens have been robbed of throughout 2020. And maybe this last ditch of the holiday season of Christmas coming, surely they're entitled to let their hair down a little bit. I do believe it's important, however, to educate our kids as far as the highs and lows of booze. But We have to do it in such a way that doesn't appear boring, that doesn't appear as if we are cramping their style. Okay, Kai, well, yeah, how do we do that without sounding like a nag? Or worse still, sounding a bit like a hypocrite. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I think that many of us are feeling, well, sure, we're entitled to let our hair down, especially after the year we've had. And I get that. I totally get that. But... I have, 
I have a number of alcoholics in my family. So, you know, I am speaking from experience here. And actually, it was one of the reasons why I gave up booze a while back. Um, Actually, you know, it was just before Christmas, which seemed absolutely bonkers. But I gave up the booze because I felt that I was on a slippery slope and I didn't even have COVID to use as an excuse. So to be fair, I do actually know what I'm talking about. I think here's the sciencey bit. I think we have to realise that the teenage brain is wired for independence. It is wired for risk taking. And so therefore what happens is that our kids are more comfortable and at ease at sort of testing the limits of sort of kicking the tires of pushing the boundaries because they are their brains are wired that way so what they are happy doing might be sort of limits and boundaries that many adults feel sort of rather uncomfortable with, especially in social situations. Throw peer pressure into the mix. And I'll tell you what, kids really, they are, you know, more able to throw caution to the wind. And at time of recording, the lockdown regulations are being sort of eased a tiny bit so that students can get home. So they will be having their last ditch sort of parties with their mates. But also, you know, sort of the restrictions are being eased for friends and family and bubbles to get together over the Christmas period. So it really is a matter of sod that, you know, make hay whilst the sun shines because we do not know what the future holds. Yes, we have a vaccine, but we don't know what the future holds are, you know, the weeks after Christmas. So it's, a, you know, many kids and adults are feeling, no, 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 not interested. I'm just going to let my hair down whilst I can. So how do we educate? How do we chat to our child and make sure that they are safe? Well, it's important. We do need to talk to them about the pros and the cons of alcohol. We do need to talk to them about the dangers. I do not condone, you know, nor should anyone can condone irresponsible drinking. But what I do suggest is that we address these conversations with our kids with a lot of understanding and compassion. Because, yeah, I feel that we all do need a bit of a break. But that said, it's important to highlight the importance of responsible drinking patterns. What I don't suggest when you're speaking to your child is telling them about your war stories about, oh, well, when I was young, I did this and this awful thing happened. Because do you know what? They're looking at you speaking to them face to face and their their natural view is, well, okay, mum or dad or whoever, they survived because they're, they're here now. So what are the risks? Well, so it's important to, yes, explain the risks, but also, I think, to give your child the values of taking responsibility for themselves. Now, what I always said to my kids is, yes, I'm expecting you to be in situations where kids are drinking. But what I expect you to do is to be responsible and not to lose sight of that. So I said, as long as you've got a drink in your hand, Do you know what? No one's really going to be asking you how much you're drinking. I think the thing is, is that many kids, and I found this myself as I gave up, many people react very negatively because what's happening is that whilst you're not drinking, it's shining a light on them and they are worried about their own behaviour. So hence, this is where the peer pressure comes in. And peer pressure is a real thing, especially for our kids, because 
For our kids, friends and mates and peers are the be-all and end-all. They are, again, it's science, they are being wired to find a new tribe for when they leave the home. So, if it comes a toss up between, you know, sort of being accepted into the sort of friendship group or breaking a few rules and sort of, you know, suffering the wrath of mum or dad or both, I'm afraid to say the friends are going to win every single time. I think the trick is, is to have open and honest conversations with your kids. It really is as simple as that. We need to teach responsibility and control. And I think that's that's the bottom line. And it's important for our kids to be able to own their mistakes so that they get better learnings and better understandings for the future. We as adults know only too well that we do indeed learn from experience. So it is important to instill the same with our kids. It's important that they do indeed take responsibility. What I suggest is that we discourage experimentation because that's the sort of that's when problems really start. But alcohol it's it's a tricky one. It's it's very much based to your own individual values and beliefs, you know, and and therein lies where you set your own boundaries and set your own sort of expectations. Some families will say categorically no booze by, you know, whilst you're under my roof or till you're X number of years old. And others will sort of do that, oh, no, I want my kids to be able to drink in the home so that they can, you know, sort of learn by making their mistakes when sort of I'm available to help them. It, so I can't really, you know, I, I don't really want to preach what, what I do want to say, that it is important to set the expectations so that your child understands what the boundaries are, so that your child understands what you expect of them and so, what, so that they know what the ground rules are. And again, all of this being done with love and compassion understanding that, yes, they've had, you know, a heavy year or understanding that, yes, they've got, you know, sort of the pressures from their sort of friends and they want to sort of fit fit in because we've all been there. And maybe how you dealt with it as a teenager will reflect on how you sort of expect them to deal with the situation or how indeed you sort of parent them through, you know, the sort of trials and tribulations of alcohol. But Make no mistake, in my opinion, it is a legal drug. If you look at the number of, you know, sort of alcohol-related hospitalizations, it's ridiculous. The numbers are huge. So whilst it's still, you know, whilst it's still legal and it's, you know, sort of not as frowned upon as smoking is now, smoking had its time and maybe in a few years' time, maybe alcohol might have a different image. But at the minute, it's still that sort of image of fun and excitement and relaxation and party, 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 which is music, music to a teenager's ears. So first of all, what I suggest is you get what you want to say straight in your own head so that you've got a fair idea of how you want the conversation to go. Secondly, I would plan ahead of 
when you're going to have the conversation with your child. I mean, it's, there's no point having this conversation when they've come in having broken a curfew, three sheets to the wind. It just ain't going to work. And so I would preempt all of this. I would preempt the problems before they even arise and speak to your child um, about your expectations and about how you propose to manage booze over the, you know, sort of the festive period before it has, maybe it's become an issue, but it, you know, it forewarned is always forearmed, isn't it? So I would plan um, to speak to your kids sort of sooner rather than later with the understanding that, yeah, I know what it's like. I've been there and I've done it. So I don't really want to cramp your style too much, but I want to keep you safe. What I would do is I would encourage openness. Um, as soon as your child feels as though they're going to be judged, as soon as they feel as though they've been, you know, they've done something wrong, they, this is when the secrecy kicks in. This is when the climbing out through the sort of, you know, the bedroom door or the, you know, the bedroom window is, it, you know, sort of comes. I, I know so many kids... Um, who sort of hide booze in hedges and sort of stuff like that. So when they leave the house and their bags are searched, um, it's, you know, they're they're clear that, oh, no, I'm not, I won't take anything at all. But because, you know, maybe they've got an elder brother or sister to have bought the booze for them already. And, um, you know, so it's now stashed under the begonias or whatever. But yes, highlight the risks, but it's more than that. It's about self-worth. It's about taking responsibility. It's a, it's about understanding what the emotions are behind the need to maybe, dare I say it, drink yourself into oblivion. Um, what's behind that? Because I know when I drank as a teenager, it was to fit in. It was to blot out the, those insecurities of being not funny enough or not acceptable or, you know, and, and for a very long time I drank, not because I liked the taste, because who on earth does? That's why they put mixes and try and make, you know, gin taste of sort of cranberries and raspberries, because actually neat alcohol tastes pretty disgusting. So it, the point is, is that what is lying? What, what are the, what's lying behind the need, if indeed they do, the need to get blind drunk? Because it's not usually um, because it's a nice taste. It's invariably to fit in. It's invariably to try and keep up with everyone else or blot out those feelings of inadequacy. And indeed, I would set the expectations, set the boundaries, the ground rules so that your your child knows what's expected of them. So your child knows that, yeah, they're allowed to have two beers or that your child knows that, no, they're not allowed to have anything or that your child knows that um, you will be collecting them at so-and-so's house at sort of five minutes past twelve. Um, or whatever, you know, this is where the conversation comes in is that you agree the ground, the ground rules with your children, with your teenager, because when they buy into it, they are more likely to adhere to what's expected of them. I mean, I remember, you know, sort of, um, when my kids were growing up, I sort of said to them, right, well, I will be there because I had stopped drinking by then. I will be there to collect you at so-and-so's party, um, at 
whatever, five past 12, five past one or whatever. And um, if you are not there, I will be coming in. I will be ringing on the doorbell and I will be coming into their home um, in my pajamas. And um, thankfully, my kids knew that I would. They, I, I, you know, went to collect them in my jammies, um, being fully uh, prepared to go and, you know, sort of collect them and be a total embarrassment. And I think that was the thing. That was the deterrent is that they knew that I was ballsy enough to walk into a party in my jammies. Um, and so they were never late, which, you know, but then this was me setting the, the, the sort of the, the boundaries and the expectations. They knew what was expected of them. And as I stipulated as well um, earlier, our kids still want our approval. They still want parental approval. Okay, it might not be as much as needing peer approval, but they still don't really want to disappoint us. And so I've got a little system and I, I, I this is not my own and I can't remember um, the person I can sort of attribute it to, but it's called the X plan. And it's an exercise whereby you can give your child um, the tools to get out of a sticky situation if they feel way over their depth. And that often happens with risk-taking friends. It often happens when booze is involved or drugs or whatever, but it often happens where your child suddenly realizes, oh heck, no, I'm in too deep. And what it's called, it's, it's called the X plan. And, um, this needs to be planned in advance. So your kids know how it works. But, on their phone, um, they need to have um, the phone numbers of two or three designated responsible adults. Now, it could be an older brother, it could be a grandparent, it could be a whoever, it could be a mum or a dad or, you know, whoever. But they need to have the, um, the, the, the numbers on their phone of a number of designated adults. And as your child is going to this gathering, this party, this whatever, they need to know which adult they, you know, to contact should they need to. Because what happens is your child realizes, oh heck, I'm in way too deep. I need help here. I need to do something about this. And what they do is they text the letter X to that designated adult. And it is up to that designated adult, let's say it's you or me, it's up to us to respond immediately and phone our child and phone them and go, listen, I can't, I can't explain now, but something's come up and I really need to come and get you. This is really important. No ifs, no buts, no excuses. I need to be there. Tell me where you are. I need to come and collect you now. And so what your child is then able to do is go, oh, my God, I've just had mum on the phone and I don't know what's going on, but I've just I've got to go. I mean, she's coming to get me now and this is so lame. And uh, and what it does is it sort of it, it, it blames you, the adult or whoever. And it, it, it sort of gets your child out of that situation of having to make an excuse and trying having to um, make a bad decision due to peer pressure and. That you know, it gives them the get out clause. So basically, what happens is you turn up, you collect your child, and you go on your merry way and hopefully take them home. The deal breaker on this is that 
This is done with no judgment. This is done with none of, oh, what the, happened, what the hell happened there? I told you so-and-so was bad news. And it, none of that is meant to take place. What, what happens? The, because this is a child-centered exercise. And the whole point about this is that your child is safe and your child knows that they can find you are the port in the storm. Does that make sense? So the point is, is that if your child, what we want is rather than our child to go, oh my God, I hope so-and-so mum and dad don't hear about this. What they need to be able to do is, oh my heck, this is troublesome. I need mum and dad to help me here. And that is, that is the end result. Our end result is obviously to keep our kids safe. And so to give them this X-plan exercise, it is a way of keeping them safe. It is a way for them to be able to get control back in a situation. The last thing they want is to, to answer all your questions. And do you know what usually happens is that they start talking to you a bit more because you know that you hope that you can trust them. You are giving them back the control and it gives them the confidence to know that actually you are, as I always say, you have their back rather than being on their back. And this is what we need. We need to teach our children that actually our teenagers, that actually we're in partnership here and we're a team. And okay, we've been round the block a few times and we know, you know, we know the pitfalls of drink and we know that it's, you know, a, a lot of people can sort of get a, you know, sort of can, can get into deep water. But if they know that there is someone there to support them and to look after them, if the going gets tough, then that's got to be good for everyone, hasn't it? So my friends, I am wishing you a happy healthy, safe Christmas celebration. Um, and any questions, give me a shout because um, I know a bit about this. But keep safe and remember, just keep those open conversations going with love and understanding with your darling ones because just remember, at the end of the day, even though they might be, dare I say it, driving you to drink at the minute, our kids do turn out to be fairly well is well adjusted fully functioning young adults and that's thanks to you so sending you much much love and we'll speak soon bye bye thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast if you want to help other parents looking for support then please share this with your friends and family because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times and I believe that it takes a village to raise a child and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes and a good one by the way <laughs> because when you do it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you and as always this comes with much love. <laughs>